leading a startup team, whether you're delivering a sugar rush, stocking coffee, or getting a regular delivery of snacks, Office Depot has solutions that fit every startup culture, from getting those first business cards and stationery to ordering fleece pullovers with your new logo. To learn how Office Depot and the California Technology Council have partnered to bring you savings on all of these startup essentials and more, go to californiatechnology.org forward slash member benefits. I'm Daniel Levine, and this is the Bio Report. Dmitry Kaminsky does not have a lot of kind words for aging. In fact, the general partner at Deep Knowledge Ventures and managing trustee of the Biogerontology Research Foundation has called it the ultimate evil. As part of his ongoing war against aging, the venture capitalist is offering a $1 million prize to the first person to reach the age of 123. We spoke to Kaminsky about the latest report from the Biogerontology Research Foundation, which offers an overview of the longevity industry today, how a shift in medicine from treatment to prevention will alter lifespans, and what he's trying to accomplish with his longevity prize. Dimitri, thanks for joining us. Thank you for the invitation. My pleasure. We're going to talk about a wide range of topics from blockchain technology to longevity today and, and the work you're doing both with Deep Knowledge Ventures and the Biogerontology Research Foundation. You've called aging the ultimate evil. What do you mean by that? Well, good question. Uh, we can start with another question. What should be considered as the ultimate good? And the, in my view, the ultimate good um, should, be, uh, should be probably the extension of healthy period of life for all people on the planet. So, uh, if this will be the ultimate good, uh, obviously the aging will be the ultimate evil uh, as an opposite. Aging and uh, age diseases. You recently issued a challenge. You're offering a $1 million prize for the first person to reach their 123rd birthday. Why the prize? What are you hoping to accomplish with this? So, uh, probably many people uh, know the previous life record um, belongs to Jean Clement, uh, who died in 1997 uh, at the age of 122 years and 6 months. So, with this prize, uh, just, uh, you know, the idea was uh, to bring attention to that fact and uh, that uh, that life record uh, was done 20 years ago. Obviously, since that time, uh, the progress in biomedicine uh, made significant, you know, uh, leapfrog forward. Um, and therefore, uh, obviously, people uh, now should consider to reach at least that uh, 
let's say, age and surpassed, uh, exceeded. And uh, the idea of this, uh, of this prize was just, uh, you know, to bring attention to, to this uh, specific uh, actual fact which happened uh, in uh, human history. Because uh, a lot of other people just don't know about the facts, and for them it's kind of, you know, just kind of some theoretical, non-realistic uh, stuff. You think people need an incentive not to drop that at 122? Uh, let's say, once again, I, I would say that uh, now in current days, many people can uh, technically uh, achieve that uh, life uh, record and, uh, you know, probably much beyond. How, how, uh, how much beyond, it's uh, the question you know, organic, more organic technology rather than uh, theory. Uh, and we're, um, most of experts in our days consider that uh, 125, 130 years quite uh, uh, doable, uh, quite possible on, uh, you know, biomedicine technological side. Is there any reason to believe there's some ultimate limit, some wall that human life can't get beyond? Again, around this uh, question in particular, there's a lot of discussions, uh, specifically, you know, in the circles of scientists. Uh, however, if you consider opinion of uh, quite significant figures in the business, for example, uh, Jack Ma or Samayosh Sun, that guy is considering that uh, people will be able to live up to 200 years. Uh, we, you know, probably being uh, from technical point of view a little bit more pragmatic uh, rather than scientists who are, uh, have too much discussions on this particular point uh, regarding uh, you know, limit of life uh, or predictions where people will be able to live up to uh, 200 years, 500 years. So we're applying uh, quite different methods and uh, they're described very precisely and, uh, you know, with on very technical level, in our analytical report, <laughs> we are applying uh, so-called technology readiness levels, which are quite common aerospace, uh, you know, in engineering uh, industries. <clears throat> so, applying that method, uh, you can predict, you can forecast uh, what technology do we have now in capacity uh, to achieve, to execute uh, some goals. Uh, in that case, it is, you know, what type of rocket uh, uh, humanity or engineers are capable to, to design and, uh, you know, uh, to, to build, to assemble. Now, if to apply the same methods to, to human bodies uh, and to consider what technologies in particular do we have now in our disposal, so this uh, 120 years, 125, 130, uh, will, should be, and will be considered as realistic. Uh, could be this, uh, you know, close stomach, like 150 or even 200 years. I'm not sure, uh, that current technologies, you know, give, uh, provide this, uh, capabilities. At the, at the same time, again, uh, I would say that, uh, much more important not to, to, not to, uh, you know, make a goal regarding this uh, life extension, like, um, you know, absolute uh, life extension, but 
uh, to focus on extension of healthy period of life, to, to improve, uh, to raise uh, the normal limit uh, when people are yet active, productive, uh, you know, kind of, uh, and enjoying their life. Not just living, uh, like, artificially extending their life, but not enjoying it. The, the prize, of course, reflects your interest in longevity. I, I think many people might be surprised to discover how large and growing an area of activity this is. You, you just authored the second volume in a series of reports from the Biogerontology Research Foundation. The first volume looked at the science of longevity. Here you look at the, the business of longevity. What are you trying to do with these reports? Well, uh, <clears throat> You know, we started to, uh, you know, to conduct research uh, on the field, the science of longevity, and then later the business of longevity, approximately two years ago. And, uh, you know, we were quite surprised uh, on our side uh, when after maybe half a year or maybe one year, when it stood that uh, the field is much more wider rather than we can uh, consider at the time. So that's why... Uh, we had several times, you know, to postpone the, uh, the release of the reports uh, just because uh, the more we worked, the more we recognized that there's more and more scientists uh, and, you know, different nonprofit foundations, research labs, uh, companies, uh, technologists uh, in the field. Some of them are not considered uh, from traditionalists uh, that they have a particular relation to longevity, life extension of no preventive medicine, uh, but uh, on real practice, uh, indeed, very significant amount of uh, entities uh, around the world uh, have relation, to, you know, somehow related to preventive medicine, extension of uh, health period of life, and in that broad sense, uh, to longevity. Now, with this report, uh, the main idea, the main goal was to create framework, you know, uh, like periodic. Uh, chemistry uh, table just to identify uh, what exact technologies, companies, uh, scientists, and multiple other entities should be considered as parts, as elements, as compounds of this entire very broad uh, longevity science and longevity uh, industry. So how did you go about in terms of defining the landscape? Uh, well, once again, <clears throat> we decided, you know, to uh, just, uh, let's say, when we were researching this field, what we found out that uh, there's a lot of data, a really significant amount of data, really, uh, very significant amount of uh, different studies, research, um, um, articles, so on and so forth. However, not so many infographic uh, mind maps, so, you know, just kind of like, uh, landscape, providing understanding uh, who is doing what, uh, where, uh, and how they are, let's say, tangible in the sense that uh, they can provide something, you know, practically, uh, uh, any practical application. And uh, if you will consider any other industries, for example, let's consider like financial, fintech, uh, blockchain, artificial intelligence industries, there's multiple mind maps, multiple analytical reports which providing, you know, just uh, understanding uh, the landscape of the industry for decision makers, you know, for, let's say, people uh, who can, uh, who are making decisions and uh, therefore can uh, make an impact, positive impact for further progress of, of the industry. 
with the same aim, just uh, we decided to apply that approach, uh, quite well-developed approach for longevity scale, uh, to provide this, uh, you know, infographic <clears throat> tools for understanding the, the entire field, the entire industry. And uh, let's say uh, many people now uh, give us uh, their, um, you know, let's say, opinions that it's really useful just uh, uh, in simple uh, but quite tangible way uh, to provide understanding of this field with this uh, so-called infographic uh, landscape, infographically designed landscapes of the entire industry. Can you offer some broad brushstrokes on, on the industry today? The main goal of the report, uh, because they're in the report, in both reports, science, uh, the science of longevity and the business of longevity, there's a lot of uh, so-called snapshots a lot of uh, infographic mind maps on different uh, parts and different uh, segments of the industry, including science, including uh, specifically business, uh, including um, you know many other uh, specific uh, sides of the industry, specific a uh, angles. For example, there's you know uh, list uh, four conferences related to, uh, to longevity, uh, to geoscience. Uh, the science of uh, aging. <clears throat> there is a list of uh, multiple other organizations, non-profit organizations, uh, research laboratories, uh, uh, list of uh, and my maps of investors, uh, companies, uh, technologies. Uh, so this is exactly uh, this was exactly our point to provide as much as possible snapshots. And actually, uh, having that to. Uh, to raise some additional attachments of uh, different participants of this industry uh, to participate in this discussion uh, with the end that uh, will produce updated uh, editions of this report uh, next year and uh, there will be much more you know precise segmentation and much more advanced uh, um, categorization um, of uh, particular parts of the industry, but at the same time, obviously, there will be much more, um, much bigger number of entities, including companies, investors, uh, scientists, uh, which will be, t t uh, let's say, which will be presented in the uh, next edition of this report. Well, what, what is the range of companies, and, and can you offer some sense of how focused they actually are on longevity, or is it that they're developing technologies that are relevant to, to the issue of longevity? <clears throat> well, uh, during conducting of, uh, of the second volume, the business of longevity, we identified approximately 500 companies uh, which somehow uh, relevant uh, to the topic of uh, preventive medicine or extension of healthy period of life. Uh, among them, uh, we identified, you know, one top 100, which are really clearly uh, related to this preventive uh, precision uh, medicine will focus on the question of healthy period of life. Uh, <clears throat> therefore, probably uh, in a year from now, uh, there will be maybe at least 200 of companies. So my point is that in a year, there will be the number of companies which will, uh, which may, which will make sense somehow to, to this field, probably the number will increase maybe up to 1,000 companies, 
And at the same time, we will um, identify among them uh, two hands most relevant. And I suppose we will also apply you know, some metrics uh, of, uh, let's say, clarity, how much they're really close to be relevant to, to the industry. <clears throat> in that sense, that you should understand that probably in five years from now, uh, most of the biomedicine companies, they will be much more closer. Uh, they will switch from treatment, uh, at least partially to prevention, some of them in full mode to prevention. Uh, but my point is uh, that now uh, most of the companies related to the biomedicine, they're, they're not uh, interested at all uh, to be focused on pre uh, preventive medicine. Five years from now, uh, this, uh, you know, intention will be much more higher. That's why we need to apply as much as possible metrics just to, to measure in, uh, let's say, tangible, if not mathematical way. Well, let's uh, talk about that, that shift of in medicine of treatment to prevention. Why is that important in terms of longevity, and how well suited are health systems for this type of transformation? Uh, <clears throat> well, healthcare system probably uh, not suited at all for the transformation. However, uh, governments and healthcare system uh, are not suited at all to aging population, uh, and, uh, which is really a significant problem. And uh, it's quite obvious that uh, if governments and uh, national healthcare systems will switch uh, their focus from treatment to prevention, uh, it will provide a lot of uh, benefits for countries, nations, uh, you know, uh, to just kind of like, uh, national budget. Just uh, in sense that, uh, for example, to, to take an account, uh, Japan, uh, for them it's kind of like extreme problem. Uh, their aging population and uh, national budget has significant deficit specifically because of uh, that problem. And Japan probably should be... Uh, number one among the countries, uh, which will have, uh, they just inevitably will have uh, to create national uh, strategy, national strategic initiative uh, to develop uh, preventive medicine and really to switch from treatment to, folks from treatment to prevention. Living longer in itself is not meaningful. The, the greater issue, as, as you made allusion to, is extending healthy years of life. What do you see having the greatest impact? Are, are these going to be biomedical interventions, genetic alterations, or something else? Uh, actually, uh, it will be probably composition. It will be assembly of, of uh, all the technologies which you mentioned uh, and many others. At the same time, uh, for each person in particular, there will be different strategies and different, uh, you know, equations. What exact particular technologies or treatments or interventions uh, uh, will be applied, and uh, they will differentiate from, you know, from time to time. Uh, and uh, <clears throat> uh, therefore, it should be not only preventive medicine, but obviously it will be a personalized medicine, and obviously it will be medicine which will be significantly empowered by artificial intelligence, uh, diagnostic and prognostic tools and recommendation system, what uh, exact uh, interventions or treatments should be applied in exact given uh, period of time, uh, being applied for a specific person.
possibly not patients, but uh, you know, healthy person. And therefore, this combination of all the technologies, uh, in the best case scenarios, soon uh, it should be considered not as uh, precision preventive medicine as it is as it is today, but the ultimate goal to transform uh, on the next stage uh, uh, these combinations of technologies uh, towards precision health. So to preserve uh, any given person, preserve their health in the mode of precision health as, as long as possible. Uh, as a venture investor, what makes longevity uh, a compelling industry in which to invest? Uh, well, uh, eventually, this industry will become the most wealth uh, capitalized industry uh, because when uh, people, when humanity will recognize that the uh, extension of healthy period of life is doable, is possible, is realistic, and uh, plus to that, uh, because of exponential uh, growth of, uh, you know, progress, uh, technological progress, we also uh, can consider that uh, there will be decreasing of uh, cost of these technologies. Just in the same way as it happened with, for example, uh, smartphones, you know, 10 years ago, uh, one smartphone could cost maybe, I don't know, like maybe one billion of dollars. Now it uh, costs less than one thousand of dollars. The same with uh, uh, genes uh, sequencing uh, and the cost of, I mean, sequencing. So, <clears throat> so the point is that when uh, this, uh, uh, this point that uh, people in at least in developed countries will be able uh, to extend significant uh, healthy period of their lives, uh, this industry will obviously will become the most important industry uh, above all others, and uh, obviously it will become the most, uh, you know, world uh, capitalized industry, much more uh, higher rather than, for example, real estate industry on global, on global scale. So that's why, uh, as an investor, it absolutely makes sense uh, to be in this industry, uh, and at the same time, it is uh, the most ethical way uh, for business. And what do you look for in longevity investments? Is there an example of an investment you've made and what you found compelling about it? Um, well, I would say it's uh, easier to say uh, words to not make sense, you know, um, uh, let's say, where are the specific parts uh, of the industry of science uh, which do not make sense uh, to pay attention? Um, I would say that any any sector of uh, this rising industry is uh, promising, and uh, any you know reasonable, relevant investor should uh, consider uh, the broad uh, scale. However, for us in particular, because we came, uh, you know. Uh, from, uh, let's say, IT industry, from uh, data science. So that, uh, that's why for us it was naturally, natural uh, to be focused, first of all, on uh, big data analysis, on the data science, and uh, you know, applying artificial intelligence for uh, drug discovery, in particular for development of uh, biomarkers, biomarkers of aging. And for that, uh, you know, uh, already... Uh, let's say, transitioning uh, this to other practical applications. Uh, obviously, now, uh, the most popular topic is uh, 
gene therapist and uh, synalytics. Longevity on a, a large scale could have significant implications for society, economic systems, governments, and, and more. Does this have to be addressed at the same time we're finding ways to extend the healthy life of people? Uh, absolutely. This should be considered as, uh, you know, from all that angle uh, at the same time. Uh, just because uh, uh, now we have two uh, mega trends. One of them is aging society, uh, which is negative trend. And uh, the other trend, positive, uh, significant uh, rise and uh, development of advanced biomedicine technologies. Uh, and uh, each of these uh, two mega trends, they create extremely significant impact on society, on governance and economics in uh, particular countries, but also on a global scale. And uh, this is why in some of the chapters, some of the chapters of uh, Volume 2 is specifically de dedicated to these issues, and uh, there are multiple examples and multiple points which we are providing that all this uh, issues should be considered into in one, you know, uh, probably it could be named meta system. Just because uh, changing on one parameter uh, creates impact, positive or negative, on on the other side of the system. No, uh, within, uh, uh, let's say, some societies, but also on global scale, and uh, that's why this is important. Uh, <clears throat> what is quite common, by the way, among scientists, that we, they are focused specifically on geroscience, on science of longevity. Meanwhile, uh, other people uh, are focused on, you know, uh, elderly care, and other people are focused only on financial side. Uh, this is uh, this is this is not uh, going to work. All these topics should be uh, analyzed, um, you know, and um, let's say considered as one united system and therefore especially governments especially you no know, kind of uh, big mega corporations uh, they should apply their efforts uh, to develop to neutralize negative trends but at the same time uh, to develop positive trends and uh, to optimize uh, to synchronize them dmitry kaminsky general partner at deep knowledge ventures and managing trustee of the biogerontology research foundation dmitry thanks so much for your time today thank you Thanks for listening. The Bio Report is a production of the Levine Media Group. To automatically download this podcast each week, subscribe to our RSS feed or through iTunes or other podcast manager. To join our mailing list, go to levinemediagroup.com. We'd love to hear from you. If you want to drop us a line or are interested in sponsoring this podcast, send email to danny at levinemediagroup.com. Special thanks to Jonah Levine, who composed our theme music, and the Jonah Levine Collective, which performs it.